What's up, y'all, and welcome to season two launch of Afternoons with Podcast. My name is Carl. And I'm Janae. And I'm Jackie. We're back after a short hiatus, but we'd like to think that we're better than ever. We're excited to give you guys uh, more stellar content. Of course, and this podcast is sponsored by Afternoon Agency. And our mission at Afternoon is to curate authentic stories that reflect intersectionality. The purpose of this podcast is to create conversation around topics relevant to our industry and our culture. Yes, and super excited to talk about this week's topic, rap and politics. But first, we'll be starting each episode with a segment we like to call the Afternoon Briefing. We've been working since the boot camp ended in August. And if the virtual boot camp was enough, we're the first to successfully continue on as a full functioning agency. When you see Afternoon Agency's name, logo, and brand asset, you know that's all us. <laughs> we are building a legacy, even now, despite a global pandemic. Our new brand has taken a more youthful approach and hold us accountable for producing creatives timely and relevant to today's culture. And I wanna take a second to highlight two of our clients, Second Nature Candles and Angela Mullen. We encourage all listeners to follow their socials for latest news and support their businesses. You know, as black folk and allies, when they win, we all win. Mm-hmm. And if you are interested in partnering for any projects or branding, email us at hello at itsafternoon.com. Dr. LeVar Pope's Rap in Politics maps out 50 years of political and musical development by exploring three specific moments of local discourse, the Panther discourse, the Gangster discourse, and the Hyphy discourse, each a response to failures by local, state, and national governments to address police brutality, violence, poverty, and poor social conditions in Oakland, California, and the surrounding Bay Area. This study shows that the specific types of representation created to resist problems of racism and poverty in Oakland is actually key to understanding other rap undergrounds, grassroots subcultures, and social movements everywhere. In the process, rap and politics creates a model for future studies of rap music. Dr. Pope is offering a very special 20% off discount for the printed book or ebook with a special code. Visit paulgrave.com, P-A-L-G-R-A-V-E.com and use the code listed in this episode's description to purchase your copy today. So we have somebody special joining us today. Um, and I'm gonna tell you a little bit about this guest that we have, Dr. LeVar Pope is a clinical assistant professor at the political science of Arupe College of Loyola University, Chicago. He earned a bachelor's of arts and master's of arts from Lahai University and a PhD in politics from the University of California. He worked as a DJ, producer, and sound engineer in the San Francisco Bay Area and enjoys teaching courses related to the subject of his, of his book, um, including a course uh, called Power, Rap, Music, and Urban Politics. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Dr. Pope. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I, I just want to say two things. Well, and, I, and I'll use our mascots. Uh, Lehigh University, um, and it's the the old mascot was the uh, the Mountain Hawk. Well, no, the old mascot was Engineer, and then the, the new one is the Mountain Hawk. And then uh, you, uh, University of California Santa Cruz. Um, and I say that and emphasize that because Angela Davis is was there. I think she she still you know, does some some work there. Um, uh, Huey uh, went there um, as well. So. Um, wow. University of California is, is a different institution altogether, and 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 um and, and UCSC has a, has a very very uh, rich history of sort of uh, counter cultural po politics. I would say you know like so mm -hmm. you know, overall you know um and, and just great you know thinkers. And not, not that Berkeley doesn't as well, but but yeah, but yeah. Thank you. I, that I, is it, it's a lot to it's a lot, it's, it's a lot to get it's through. A lot to digest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> These schools are very special. They're becoming very specialized in what they do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are tuning in, um, obviously you could probably already tell from the title, we're going to be talking about rapid politics. And so one thing that I thought about with this topic is that we can't discuss this topic without talking about NWA's Fuck the Police. So it is an iconic and true song of resistance from a united Black front. And for the disconnected Gen Xers, we hope um, that you can recall straight out of Compton, which was like their long awaited biopic. And um, the film was like really, really known for its depiction of police brutality. Um, and at one point, the FBI even considered pursuing legal action against NWA due to notions of encouragement of violence. Um, and uh, yeah. And also um, recently, uh, NWA has kind of came back into the forefront because of one of its members. Ice Cube recently stepped into the political arena um, due to his contract of Black America. Um, and this platform includes a 13-point blueprint covering topics such as wealth, gap, the wealth gap, police reform, federal funding, and um, after, I'm going to say, presidential candidate Donald J. Trump's campaign on October 13th, it was revealed that Ice Cube um, was actually helping shape the Trump's administration's proposal to boost the Black economy. And so who better to give their perspective than the guests that we have today on what you think about the contract of Black America and Ice Cube's entry into the arena of politics? Okay, okay. So you know I have to be careful. If I could talk frank, frankly, you know, mm -hmm. Ice Cube is, 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 is probably one of the top people that I would want to meet in my, my life, one of the only celebrities that, that I would want to meet, right? Um, in that type of way. And I don't want to say something where he, this man has means where he shows up to my house <laughs> with, with two things in his hand, right? You know, I, I, but 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 this this man is brilliant. I have nothing but good things to say about you. And I have to point mm -hmm. to like what my what my research, what like my my book that, that came out today, really talks about with Cube. And and then I looked at it, you know, with, with this question and what I know of Cube. Like I said, one of the top, top ten most important social activists of our era. Super mm -hmm. anti-racist and a loud voice against everything that we know that haunts black America. Healthcare, you know, things like how to survive in South Central. Um, it was a good day, the, the satire of that, right? And he has like single songs versus even that, like even critique like this, like the, the things of uh, sort of America. And when I say America, uh, a, you know, triple K America, right? Racism, mm -hmm. poverty, right? Um, and law enforcement. These are elements that Ice Cube doesn't play with, right? But yeah, and, and he's also extreme, you know. And I'm, I'm going into what you talk, what you're talking about, this history, right? Because I think you have to put it into perspective, right? He's also experienced extreme criticism at the levels of Tupac and Ice T, 
uh, over his records, you know. And, and I point this out because I, I gave a talk earlier today at Mississippi State uh, or, you know, virtually at Mississippi State University. And someone asked, yeah, you know, later um, the Q&A, why hasn't Ice, why hasn't, um, you know, Kendrick Lamar and these other folks gotten the same level of criticism that, you know, um, or the same level of respect even that someone like Tupac or these other folks have? And the mm-hmm. was criticism, I mean, he, you know, he, he, he's, he's, um, his rawness. But he's also selling copies, you know, his work with Mac 10, Lynch Mob, um, up in the Bay with his biological cousin, uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, right? Like, just, just, just absolutely, and, and taking funk records, right, and flipping it, both George Clinton and beyond George Clinton, I think. A lot of George mm-hmm. Clinton. <laughs> A lot of George Clinton, right? <laughs> but, 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 but just, just making legacies live on and letting people know about this place, right? Um, and, you know... In terms of the politics angle, right, and I'm going to separate that for a second, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a long precedent, a long history of involvement of the state, the U.S. state, right, or the state's agencies to attract black people, businesses, entertainers, athletes to help sing the praises of black capitalism. Mm-hmm. And trust me, it's needed. Some some of our development in, in cities, it's it's needed, right? But if you think about Nixon <clears throat> or President Nixon and his plan develop black capitalism right he was doing this 50 plus years ago i don't have my calculator out, but but, but but and 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 the plan was rejected by many black nationalist groups such as the the black panther uh you know black panther party for self-defense right mm-hmm. cube is a rap and entertainment king mm-hmm. man it was just say you know what are we going to ask you know let's ask y'all rule i'm sorry what did uh what did uh dave Chappelle say Ask Ja Rule about what happened in 9-11, right? Let's just get his perspective, right? That's not Cube. And, I, and, and and even even Ja Rule is an intelligent man, right? But 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 Cube, like, but but Cube is he, he's he's an entertainment king, a mogul, but but he's a man. But he clearly bleeds and lives for his culture, for his for his people. Um, and not just black people, poor people, right? Um, but but he's fallible and he can make a mistake. This is, you know, and I'm not saying this is a mistake at all. I don't know. I don't know enough about economics and policy to know. Um, his, his policy. I, I just know that, um, you know, making a deal with, with Trump would be strange bedfellows for, for, for someone who has exhibited the history of uh, anti-racism, anti, anti, um, um, but also calling out leaders like the, con- con- uh, the, uh, the Rainbow Push Coalition, right? So he has mm-hmm. songs where he's talking about Jesse Jackson Sr. and, you know, Blacks being too broke to, to vote Republican, right? And um, you know, a fellow scholar, uh, Peniel uh, Joseph, has a um, has a op-ed piece where he talks about the danger of Cube's kind of um, analysis, where he can't get something what he wants from one party, so he runs to the other party, right? That's that's the way that Joseph, you know, the, the, uh, Joseph like kind of kind of frames it. And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I don't know if it's a bad thing. I I, I think that we're trapped. We need a third party. I think, and 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 in some ways, in some ways, right? Um, yeah. But that's something that probably won't it's never happened in our history if you look back to our country's history it's federalist anti-federalist and it's always been large government small government Mm -hmm. and and it's always been attached to race or what what we what what has been a race right but anyway so so the point about this is is cube he can make mistakes but but he's not afraid to push his limits he's had arguments or or, or, or very very heated discussions with with angela davis about you know use of, of 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 words and, and and very tough uncomfortable conversations about gender and misogyny right mm-hmm. but 
he's not afraid to push the limits. And if this man makes three or four even larger mistakes, um, and I'm not again, I'm not saying contract with America is a mistake. I just I just don't I don't trust a lot of a, 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 a lot of people people on the other side of the aisle in which I vote. I'll just put it that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 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 I wouldn't trust them at the table, but at the same time, in some ways. I had to restore, you know, Harris restored my trust in in that party in some ways, you know, because the person I vote is, is someone that is a little bit closer to someone like Killer Mike might support. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so outside, I don't want to say his name, but Bernie Sanders, I don't, I don't want to say his name. But <laughs> what was, his, what was that man's name? <laughs> I'm sorry. So outside of Q, who, how would you say like the rest of the hip hop industry has reacted to the social unrest specifically with 2020 um and yeah. i'm not even sure if you're kind of familiar with um the whole beef between no name and um everything that she was saying in terms of how the lack of of black voices who really have like built their careers talking about these topics pertaining to our communities the fact that they might not be so vocal Ooh. about what's going on now okay, okay so how do you how do you think what do you think about their reactions okay i have a reaction i'm not familiar with the case but um mm-hmm. it came up again right and I, i'll put you this way don't force people who ain't been dealing in these spaces of social protest to start speaking about social protest right you you know and and, and, and don't expect them to Mm-hmm. And don't ask that of them. And if people have been bobbing their heads to people singing about lean and 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 and, and drink, which is people, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. If that's how they deal with their pain and their stress, fine. That's on them, right? But my point mm-hmm. is, don't expect them to change their messaging and, and maybe, 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 and, you know, but if they do, accept it. And if it's a good song, then accept it. Whatever, you know, because the thing is, the, the type of people who have already been speaking about it haven't reached the racist yet. You know, I got an album back behind me. You know, the uh, you know, scientist rids the world of uh, you know, vampire. You know, like uh, rids. What, what is it? Let me pick it up right here. Scientist rids the world of the evil curse of the vampires. One of the best dub records of all time, right? And I feel like, um, I feel like, if the music that Ice Cube and these folks haven't reached, they haven't reached those folks and haven't hasn't rid that of it, then 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 maybe you know some of the the newer folks who may catch on and really really get a knack for this, or maybe they try some new music for the first time, or the record or not the record label or whoever they're working with, you know, says hey, you know, you know, let's try something different, let's try something new, and it catches on, you know, but it, or or maybe the new music, the new people coming up who haven't even had the chance to practice in this space begin mm-hmm. to begin at the root making political music and that's what's really because mm-hmm. my hands are dirty my i'm a dj i'm a you know i'm not a dj i'm a dj i'm not a rapper you know but i've been with rappers where we said stuff where i wish we could take it back you know um i dedicate my book to my daughter because i i need to be able to explain some of the things that i said on wax right or that mm-hmm. we said on wax right not nothing that you've never heard before you know but but deeply stuff that i want to pray about and, and and stuff like that right that i wish that hey you know and not that it's been best-selling and, and, and a lot of hands have it, but yeah, I, I wish that we had been focused on the Bush administration or focused on, on other things. There's this weird gap of time where you can't talk about politics mm, without yeah. being criticized because of the Obama, um, right. it, Obama being president, right? You know, as a, as a rapper, and you sh- I don't think you should. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> that man was doing the best that he could, right? But at the same time, you know, I think it allows for like, you know, um, a sort of sanitation of politics where, you know, um, 
and then and then and then and then you can't talk about anything and some things get bottled up some policies mm-hmm. maybe obama even had get bottled up and you can't say nothing about it and all of a sudden you know you get these events i can i'm from waukegan illinois mm-hmm. and i went to high school in kenosha played football in kenosha there's been shootings in both of those places you know in those places and i'm sure many of you have it's getting closer and closer to home almost like almost paralleling paralleling like you know c19 right Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like meaning that it's getting closer and closer to home and you know people are like we know somebody like this is a block from my from my, my granddad's house you know from you know from way back after the korean you know after you know after coming back and and and, and finding a home and it's their block you know it's their block yeah i wanted to um talk about something that you just spoke about um so a lot of things that do affect the black community politically are topics that people usually don't discuss or have open conversations about so um that's usually politics is usually on the list of things not to talk about but it's recently shifted um to dinner conversations so why do you think this shift is happening and what are some things you think have propelled that well, you know, it, it's tough for me because because you know I, I I live in an area where where people will where where some neighborhoods will put pe- political campaigns uh political campaign posters out right, and I feel like for a lot of black folks like especially who live in maybe sub- suburban areas even in cities, they're not going to put a political campaign poster out if you, they wear it on their ninety five percent to 90 percent of black people wear it on their their face what they're gonna what they're gonna vote for with just 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 this statistically speaking right mm-hmm. they're going to 90 percent vote for the democratic party and the democratic party has taken that as fact this goes back to cube cube might be trying to disrupt the democratic party you know um I, I don't i don't know i don't know i mean but 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 the but the open conversations i think that you know i think a lot of um you know black folks have begun saying hey we got to start talking about the police number one right. because you, get, mm-hmm. you go out of here you need to worry about that and the police is a representation of the state right and then this man that is, 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 has been in president and been office is, 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 is not only, you know, a person that you have trouble representing, seeing as a representation of America at times, right? Again, a man, flawed. I, I'm sorry. I mean, I, you may retweet tweet that he's infallible, but he's flawed, right? Um, and and some, some would say deeply flawed, right? Um, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not God. I'm not judging this man. But this, but this, but the point is that this this person is not a reflection, and you have to have conversations with your children about it's not that's not an okay way to talk about women, or that's mm-hmm. not an okay way to act, right? And mm-hmm. so this may become dinner time sort of conversations a little a, a, a little bit more, right? You have mm-hmm. to have these conversations. I have, a, I have a daughter; she's she's almost three. I've had she's she's met some racism that I met when I was six, six years old, you know, where kids don't want to play with you or you know stupid you know stuff like that, right? Well, now now with COVID. <laughs> Now with COVID, you get people who approach you like I, I, I'm, I'm staying away from you because I'm, I'm, I'm not, not because I'm racist, it's because I, I want to social distance, which I love it. It's great. It's, it's... <laughs> oh God! <laughs> having these conversations about the state, and and now, and and that brings up a point. I'm, I'm off track, but this is, I'm back on track now. The third <laughs> point is COVID. How could you not be interested in the government and the state when they are making rules and regulations about what mask you wear when you, when you can go outside? And it's all localized. It's all like it's all to local environment to a certain extent, right? Because you have to be sure that there's no outbreaks here or outbreaks there. And if there is an outbreak, you have to contain the outbreak. So in a lot of ways, I think that um, you, you begin to have these conversations. And and there's some strengthening of the American family and and specifically mm-hmm. the Black American family. 
um, specifically the black middle class American family where 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 job security wasn't 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 an issue, right? There, there's some strengthening of that. You can have you can have meals with your child. You can have that type of stuff. I, you know, um, and I'm talking. You know, professors talk to me about you know, I, I can have a day with my child now, right? Um, but at the same time, this C19, like COVID, I refer to it as C19, um, is. <laughs> Is destroying right so people can't see their grand grandma you know if your grandma is, is, is in another state or a couple of states away she may be quarantined at, at, at a given time right it may change the face of how we do entertainment and how and, 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 and entertainment this blend of entertainment and politics right mm-hmm. but um we're dealing with people who who claim to be imaginative and claim to be um you know um some of the brightest minds right in terms of you know, their own rap lyrics right sometimes and i'm not just talking about rappers producers we might see this production mm-hmm. off where production just takes a whole nother level. I'm not talking about that Kendrick Lamar five, six songs in one song kind of level. I'm talking about levels to which um, samples are appearing that people didn't even know about. I'm sure Mad Lib is cooking something up, uh, mm. you know, uh, and not with Freddie Gibbs. He's probably cooking something up, you know, like some campaign. Uh, but you don't get too involved. And they don't need to. They don't. That's the other point too. Is they're giving you the gift of music so you can nod your head to and you su- you can survive as a as a black person in America or as a, as as you know whoever else they're making the music for. Don't put the burden on on them having to protest too. Mm. Elect politicians, elect better politicians. Don't expect your rappers, your entertainers, to 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 be the bastion and hope for for. Ask your professors. Say it again for the people in the back. Professors, <laughs> ask your preachers, but not but not to vote for a candidate, not to endorse a candidate, right? You you see me? I haven't even endorsed. I haven't endorsed a candidate. Well, I did say Bernie Sanders before, but 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 um. But you, but ask your preachers to be to, to to be leaders and be community leaders. They're getting money from, from some of them are getting money from the community, right? But but so are the rappers. And, and and I'm not saying that don't put any burden on them. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying let's balance this out. Let's balance this this this, this thing out. Um, well, some of them are struggling for survival. Some of them make a lot less than you think they make. Yeah, I like, think that's good because it's like you want to talk about like simply being considerate of the fact that at the end of the day, they still are rappers. They still are artists. And that is not their like normal arena. You know, I think that they're putting, put under a lot of scrutiny just because they're in the public eye and they're subject to a lot of criticism. Unless they came up that way. Pac. Yeah. Cube. There's these histories where these guys, they came up, these, these people, uh, uh, I'm thinking about, uh, uh, Pam, the, 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 the functions, the, 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 you know, you know, um, who just recently passed where where she's she's come they're coming up through these histories of funk music or soul music or, or or these histories of black power ideology like with Pac right to where when they start making music even though Pac that's Pac right he was making music with with, with doing a Humpty dance at the beginning of it and even they were super super political even MC Hammer's stuff was kind of political on, on, on in many angles even the black empowerment and black business stuff was was could could be seen that way but yeah I mean. There's so many ways of empowerment. It doesn't always have to be protesting. You make yourself a target. You make right. yourself a big target. Why you put a big target on your back? Um, you know, just like me, I'm not gonna come out and, and be like after police. They they unlock the doors to my building when I when I go in. They're gonna help protect my property until you know until <laughs> some would say the Bernie Revolution comes, right? But but <laughs> but, the, but the, the fact is that you know that that you know. But I will you know I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the truth about what happened. Right. And an experience that I've had. And, and I write about this in, in my research and in, in my book where they used to break up our basketball games mid jump shot. Barbecues and stuff like that, where they'd be there'd be junkies shooting in the in the in the park, you know, all the way over there. And, and we're playing basketball, having a barbecue. 
and they show demand to show us make us show id in california mm-hmm. in santa cruz california in 2005 right and we, and we and we were you know we were dealing with this stuff and we we're like wow these they really must have and and my, and my, and my friends who are my rappers and stuff like that and 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 they were looking at me like yo you study this stuff is this, is this okay they they think I'm an attorney they're like you know do you study this stuff is this okay I'm like no I think they tried to test this on the Panthers this is that extra Panther this is that extra Panther application you know and and, and they demand to show us ID you know show IDs you know and 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 just stuff like that. And you you deal with it. You deal with it as 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 a black man. And I think you begin to make music. So so I guess that's where you see the resistance versus the police. Same way with the dinner table. You see the you know, and, and that's basic though. That's almost like a basic like when we talk about culture, surface level, right? Surface level culture. Someone's music, maybe their food. When you get into people's customs, mm. you get into people's um, marriage customs, their expectations of how children should be disciplined. Those are real, real cultural, like deep, deep below the iceberg stuff, right? And I think that the police, um, you know, is that iceberg level. Then we begin talking about the, who's not, who's knowledgeable enough to talk about this state. People who have, mm. who, who have, you know, very, very good civics programs, or higher education, dead press, right? Tallahassee, you know, like or or, or how people from Howard, you know, I I think Puffy might be able to talk about some of this stuff if if he want if he want to and, ha- and has right. He's mm-hmm. a vote. He's a vote or die campaign. I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's interesting that you begin to talk about the different roles that we all um, like occupy in society and how we use our voices in those roles. Um, And so like now we're coming on into this space where, you know, it is taboo or it may be taboo to talk about politics um, either like on social media or make that a part of our outward personality um, as a young professional, like on the job search. But for so many black people, like I think about it and I think that for us, like speaking out is more so um, not about like taking a stance for whatever political thought, but more so about us like protecting our livelihood or shedding light on what's happening um, and how it affects our community. So um, I wanted to know if you had any advice um, for young black professionals who seek to speak out on issues um, and express their views. I would say that, you know, align yourself with with jobs and places where you know your your views and careers where your views mm-hmm. align with what you're going to do because your, your boss will be less likely to ask you to do something i'm very seldom asked to do something at, at, at my job where mm-hmm. i don't agree with social justice wise because i i work for that university that that college with the long name uh rupe <laughs> college of, of loyola university of chicago right so they built a college where 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 i can do social justice type work right but at the same time right um, you know, if, 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 if um, you know, they have certain views on, 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 on uh, women's uh, health care that I might not agree with. Right. But I, you know, and, and, and I have colleagues that, that they're like, we, we're not standing for this. Right. So they have to compromise by getting their, um, you know, getting getting a medicine through another or getting just basic life birth control, however, however you want to define it, you know, I define it both ways, whichever way gets them the access they need to it. Right. If, if, if that's what they desire and that's what they want. Um, through another means, you know, which may be a little bit more expensive and stuff like that, right? So my point with that is that for 95% of what I do, the, the you know, my, you know, I like, I like what my career, but mm-hmm. there's going to be pain and there's going to be times where it's 5%. When I was working at McDonald's, when I was telemarketing, it was more like 5%. I was doing 5% of what I wanted to do, right? So it, it's like you, little by little you, and this is like academic too, right? Like little by little, you know, at the beginning of college, you might start with some, some, um, math courses and some English courses mm-hmm. like that. And those might not, might not be your majors, right? You might be an engineer. 
but it's not until really, really well, engineers they start early, but maybe your sophomore year where you have a class that, that I was about to say, you know, you <laughs> hit the ground running. So Lehigh is a top engineering school, and I, and I, I just recall some of my, my track and field buddies. <laughs> I mean, they would be going to class from 8 a.m. until 6 p.m., and then they would go to the weight room and then go work out do it all over again you know i'm talking class class labs and stuff like that but my point is that you know later on you get to you get to do more and more what you like mm-hmm. right and I, and I i think that's that's one of the things that i would say but but in terms of speaking out speak truth right mm-hmm. speak truth and, and and put a mirror on the truth it doesn't always have to be you know you don't you don't want to put a mirror on everything right but but if if, if they're going to show up if they're going to try and um if um one of Trump's sons is going to try and put an image that he knows is not correct with 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 a couple of rappers wearing a Trump hat that mm. is clearly clearly photoshopped, right? right? Terribly photoshopped. You yeah. work in a space that that deals with truth or accuracy in news. Tweet, retweet that post. Make sure mm-hmm. that shines because the other it hasn't shined loud louder than the other truth, which is a lie, right? But it's the truth that other people believe. You got to understand there's two truths. There's a truth that red people believe and a truth that blue people believe. Right. And right now I have to be a blue person. Like I'm blue, like, like that damn song. I'm sorry. You know that song that I'm dating myself, but that song I'm blue. Let's say it's like an EDM song. Right. I'm blue like mm-hmm. that right, right now. But I think that, you know, and, and, and it's, it's tough. It's tough to imagine anything else after, since the 1930s, we, you know, blacks have been voting, you know, you know, blue, but I think Ice Cube maybe is trying to get us to, to, to maybe he's doing something that he's like, I'll do something as radical as possible. The only thing I would say with that, and I, I'm bot, you know, a little bothered, is that he's giving them keys. He's giving them sort of keys to certain things, right? Um, but mm-hmm. I will say the one thing that I think that is important to acknowledge, and this is what I tell people when they ask me, like, oh yeah, how do I become an ally, be more anti racist? It is not up for Black people to solve the systems that have oppressed us. You can't, so, how can you by yourself? And that is the one thing that is causing me, um, I have to step back a bit and say, yeah. okay, what's, what's really going on right now? I skew what's happening, talk to me, converse with your people first right. and let's come to a consensus before you go to represent us. And it was just a portion. You know. So it was a portion of it that someone that, that he gave some feedback on, right? Not that he wrote it. That's my understanding, right? But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Ice Cube gave feedback on the Truce Picnic as well, right? And the Truce Picnic, if you're not familiar with the TRUC Picnic. We are not. Teach us. This is bringing together that Tupac had around his Thug Life program, the Hate You Give Little Infants, you know, um, where he brought the Bloods and the Crips together, or leaders of Bloods and Crips, or tried to bring them together around 1992, I believe, um, in, 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 a, in a way that was um, where they would stop some infighting in within their own gangs, right? Within their own, mm. to, to talk about sort of the Black community in LA, in particular in LA. And I think like it's one of the reasons why- treaty or something? Yeah, almost like a peace treaty, but not a peace, like almost like a, um, a peace treaty just to talk. Almost mm, like a, okay. it's a truce picnic, right? So, so this idea, and there's some rules that, that it, it ends up kind of being this code of rules and ethics, almost like this 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 law of gangsters, right? And um, you know, and um, it never really takes shape or, or form, and you know, he's killed he's killed short, shortly uh, afterwards. But I think that that's that it's important because and even even Master P, 
thinks of himself as sort of this this black representative of of different bangers and hood slangers and, and these folks are just doing a blues image many of them right they're doing a, a a popular blues image that is that is derived from stagger lee you know where this kind of gangster blues image where this guy gets his hat taken and, and it, it, 100 told 100 times stagger lee right and he, he takes his hat and his hat uh someone takes his hat i forgot the guy's name and he ends up shooting this dude right and ends up ruining the community because he shoot, you know. But but at the same time, he's a gangster, right? And and he and he has this this this, this story of this, this 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 poverty or well not poverty, poverty, but then a commodity, right? So 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 you came from poverty, but now you have some rims on your Cadillac, right? And but there's this long history of sort of these blues legends that these rap many of these rappers, especially gangster rappers, what we're talking about, and that's what my research is mostly focused on, um, is is really um, you know been a part of our legacies has been a part of it and that's what i meant too with the r&b statement music the temptations or uh marvin gay think about marvin gay's christmas song i'll be home for christmas y'all know what i'm talking about that is not a uh <laughs> it's not an apolitical song it's mm -hmm. a vietnam war song i think right i, mean, I think you referred to vietnam war mm -hmm. but think about the the anti the anti lynching records the blues soundtracks that have predominated predominated black america you talk about adjacent industries to rap music you know, um, soul music, house music. Think about the ways in which that has been a, a form of resistance, if not protest, over the years. You know, um, that's what I would say about all that stuff. Thank you so much for that, um, Dr. Lover Pope. You came, you preached, and you're conquering. Um, but you did talk about your research, and I wanted us to go, like, you know, go back to that. Um, so when it comes to that, like, what's your inspiration or like, what, like, why that specific topic and like, what, 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 what's the story behind it? Well, I landed, I mean, I've, I've been, I've been making like sort of mixtapes and stuff like that since I was 12 years old, touching turntable, that type of stuff. I, I grew up in like the Waukegan area. It's, it's outside of Chicago, but um, it, it's had battles with roughness. It, it's it's been in the headlines the last couple of days because of uh, the police shooting. Um, they're still looking at the, you know, this case and stuff like that, right? Uh, but protest. Um, but I have, you know, a cousin who introduced, well, I, I should start with my uncle. He kind of introduced me to, you know, touching some of this equipment and, 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 some, and some of that stuff and have friends who would be rapping um, when I was a kid. Like, you know, um, this is late, late 80s, you know, mid to late 80s. And was making tapes like too short, cutting them in, 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 in his house, do it yourself, right? And I get to help burn the tapes where I couldn't listen to them, but I could burn them, right? And then my cousin, um, you know, uh, he, you know, he, he basically, had some um, started getting into gangster rap, right? And, I, and when I say gangster rap, I don't mean I'm a thug, shoot him up, late gangster rap. I'm talking about early gangster rap with like Schoolie D and Ice T, where these folks were doing this 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 thing that was very different. It, it, it wasn't sanitized, it wasn't clean. But if you catch some of the messages, you catch some of the stuff in something like uh, uh, Gucci time, right? You look at my Gucci's about that time. You catch some of the stuff that he's saying about the record industry and stuff like that. It is they he's flaming. Them. He's absolutely killing them, right? Um, but then there's disgusting stuff about women and all that. And that's part of the gangster rap kind of thing. And Schoolie D has, has, has kind of, he's, he's made up for it by making, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of more very, very highly urban relevant um, children's cartoons now, right? So, um, so I, I would say that um, to answer, to answer your question, I started when I was 12 doing these mixtapes and things like that. And I would, kind of do mixtapes um to, to kind of make some pocket change and to build for more equipment and stuff like that 
um, it kind of, I'm also an athlete, so I, I, well, I was an athlete and ran track and football and stuff like that. And so I went to college to do that. And um, I won a writing contest. Um, and, and I had some equipment with me, but um, I didn't have like the industry standard equipment, you know. And, um, and, and I won this um, a writing contest um, at Lehigh University. And I took the money, you know, a couple hundred dollars, $250, I think at the time, and went to a pawn shop. And lo and behold, they had a, they had a Technique uh, 1200 turntable there, which is the industry standard. I bought one, you know, pieced together another one somewhere in Allentown, you know, Pennsylvania, which is which is near Lehigh. And and I started taking what I had been doing since I was kind of 12 and, and started, you know, you know, doing more parties and, and 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 stuff like that. And I was doing parties already, but I just didn't have the equipment, like the right equipment to do it. And I started renting equipment and doing a couple of uh we had a radio show, you know, um th those type of things, you know. And um when I left Lehigh, I didn't really have a job or anything before I started graduate school in, in, in California. And, but I had all the equipment and I had, and I, and I was at the cusp where I was like beta testing, helping beta test some of the digital vinyl systems. So what I mean by that is Serato, some of the, the systems where you could basically spin a vinyl record, but um, it's time coded. So you could, so basically a DJ, instead of bringing all these crates could spin everything, right? And so I helped, I was testing some of that stuff while I was doing, you know, the DJing stuff and, you know, stuff would be breaking and, and we found a system that worked really, really well. But by the time I moved out to California, I was really, really versed in that system as at the time, Serato. And when I went out there, one of the ways in which, one of the 10 different ways that I had to survive in the Bay Area, California was the DJ. And that actually was the way that I started making the most income. And I'd be doing, you know, parties on the, on the Santa Cruz Wharf or whatever. One of them... Um, the rapper Andre Nicotina. I don't know if Nicotina. I don't know if any of you know Andre Nicotina. I've heard of his, his his music. He's a very very popular rapper in the Bay Area, right? I didn't know I didn't know him at the time either. But he he came up and requested his he requested a song by Andre Nicotina. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't have that because I was spinning music from a different from from the East Coast basically in reggae tones. And I was thinking like, okay, this is this is what's popular here. And he said, oh, it's all right, man. I like what you're doing. No hate at all in his heart that I didn't know who he was. This dude is a mm. mass, like top 10. There's like, there's like, there's, there's like um, Tupac and, and E-40 and Mac Dre mm. and um, Shock G of, of Digital Underground. And there's uh, Spice One and there's these, these, these other folks. And Andre Nicotina is up there right with them in both mm -hmm. the album era of the 1980s and 1990s and in, in, especially in, in the kind of the singles era, the, the SoundCloud and, 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 and those type of eras, you know? So my, my point with this is that, you know, it's, it's when I was doing that show, I didn't know how deep of this, how the scene was. And my, and my rapper, um, the, the person who paid my rapper, his name was Showtime. He sent me a tape um, called Shine. Um, well, he sent me a tape, it wasn't called Shine. It was, it was a song, it had some a, a demo and it had this song called All Day Grinding on it, right? And I immediately kind of like listened to it and, and called him. And he was up in Oakland. I was doing some other events with people for like Juneteenth. It was around Juneteenth. And um, I think he had saw a flyer, a poster. And um, and he basically, we ended up remixing the song. I remixed the song. He loved it. And it was cool. But then we were trying to find a place to record. We didn't have any money. We might, we, we're scraping together change to just, just afford two or $3,000 apartments. Like back, you know, probably back, probably 1500 back then but after it's all said and done 2000 no money like I, I was gonna have graduate school but that wasn't starting until like november and, and this was may <laughs> you know so so we started hustling tapes 
So we we got to the studio, we got we got to record it, and we we and we recorded this thing. And while we recorded, we were thinking we went in the studio thinking, yo, we're gonna record this tape and put it on the streets and be you know and 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 and, and start hustling, right? And then the dude that we recorded with, um, his name was Rob Rush. His name is Rob Rush. He had been over in Japan and made some money in Japan, and then taken his money, I think, and 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 put his money um, into an iTunes release. This was back in 2005 when iTunes was just released. And he was like, yeah, it's easy. Just put it on iTunes. And we were like, really? And so we, re- we record this mixtape. We put it on iTunes. Uh, we, we started getting out to the streets and, and all that stuff. Long story, we're in San Jose, Oakland, um, uh, San Francisco, doing all sorts of things. I'm doing DJ battles, that type of stuff. We're doing shows in LA. We have Hype Man. We're doing all that stuff. And we're building sort of networks and all this stuff. And at the time, simultaneous to the story, there's a whole lot of murders going on, right? And we don't, we don't, we're in, we're into apparel, you know. We we not that it's color thing. We're into apparel, so we're buying like gear, you know, like so 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 we're engaged with sideshows in the street, you know, like the sort of a street level, right? But we're never feeling unsafe, although we're seeing these numbers tick up, right? Lo and behold, at the end of the year, 2006, so a year kind of passes while we're doing these shows and stuff like that. I go home. I'm from, you know, uh, um, the Waukegan area, and, and I go back home, and, and, and I go, and I'm staying with my parents, and I get a phone call from um, my friend Showtime's fiance, and she's on the phone. She's crying, and um, she's like, we, like, she couldn't even say it. She's like, we lost him, and, like, it was weird because it was, like, at one moment, I, I didn't know what the heck what she was talking about, and at the same time, I knew exactly what she was talking about, you know? And like, because it was the, because the murder, you're like, oh, the backdrop, I keep seeing this on the news. Oh shit, this really, I'm sorry, that, this really happened, right? This really happened to, to, to my friend. To, and this is not a rapper. And, and then I started seeing, you know, articles out there like, oh, you know, his handler, you know, his handler, DJ Sam Soul or whatever. That's, <laughs> if anything, it was, right? But, 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 but in, in the sense that the weird friends, I mean, this is my best friend, like, and, 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 and I lost him. And then I began to see, you know, look at this research. And, and mind you, while I'm doing all this stuff, I'm, st- I'm getting a PhD at the time now, you know, in, 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 Santa, in UC Santa Cruz's um, um, politics department and program. But at the time, what's going on, though, is I'm still doing my comps. I'm still doing my, um, my coursework. So I'm still a college student, effectively. I'm not writing a book. I'm not doing anything like that, right? And I'm getting rejected by a lot of the scholars, both local and far away. I'm not going to mention their names. They know who they, they, know who they are, who, who are at the school while I was going through this trauma and while I was writing papers, trying to express to them, how can we connect the underground and all this? Just rejected it all. What you guys are doing is just knucklehead stuff. But these are scholars who are very well versed in the field, right? And lo and behold, they're still there. They're still writing the same stuff. And and now they ran out of stuff to write about. They ran out of stuff to write about because... So I just the local, had a quick the local, the local is now important. The local is, is now is, is now where, where we're seeing the intricate details. And the more and more you uncover from the local, mm-hmm. the more and more we find errors with our standard tale of rap music being BT, MTV, uh, misogynistic, homophobic uh, mess that we have to keep our kids away from. Because we 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 mix X, we miss X Clan through all of that. We 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 mix we 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 miss Lady of Rage with all that right because we, 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 so I'm sorry I don't know if there's interjection no I'm excited. 
I, I, I felt that. I felt your excitement for sure. Um, and, and I love that. I love that energy. Um, I wanted to make sure that I heard you right. So you wrote this book while you were doing your comps or like when, like. Is okay, I would give, you'll give me in trouble. You'll give me too much trouble. So, so the, the book is, the, the book is a lot of my dissertation. The, the basic tenets of it is based off the dissertation, you know, um, and, and, the, and the dissertation, the basic, the, the sources, like the sources from the book are from my dissertation. Because, you know, UC Santa Cruz basically made me write a, a 500 page uh, dissertation. <laughs> they do intellectual research, like high level intellectual um, kind of research there that is more qualitative and more literature review. Not, not, not literature review in a bad way, but that takes the literature very, very seriously because it's less quantitatively focused what it was at the time. And, and, and that's not to, to cast the quantitative department, but their focus, the reason why it's called a politics, my understanding, the reason why it's called politics and not political science is because they want to take into consideration all the things like sociology and, and all the other interdisciplinary fields in a real way and think about the experience. And, it may, and maybe even African-American studies and black studies, which didn't, which has had homes there and which has not had homes there. Um, at the time, I believe Angela Davis was in the, um, the history of consciousness program um, at the time, which is kind of, you know, had some race, um, exciting things to do with race. But yeah, this, this much of this book was written while, while, while you know, um, and that, that's a testament to the level of research that they had me doing in there, right? It's a testament to um, the quality of sources, but um, it's also a reason why, you know, I had to take a book down from 140,000 words to 120. I think it is now, right? It's just, it, it, it became unwieldy. And then the longer you, 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 you deal with it, um, the, the worse it becomes in some ways. And, you know, because it becomes, you ever had a day where you just have a hundred million tasks to do, like five minute tasks, and you're just like, all right, I guess I'm not doing none of those things because it's just overbearing, right? It, 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 but but you like every down, day. You know, <laughs> no, like today, right? You know, like, like yesterday, right? Um, and, and I think that, um, you know that that's kind of that's kind of how I would speak about you know the book coming to, um, but there's other there's other authors that would say the same thing. Um, Mark Katz, who writes a book about DJ culture, about this rich history of ethnograph this ethnographic history of DJ culture, uh, stemming from you know the early like sort of hip hop DJs. I think he he writes in his introduction that it took him ten years or fifteen years with family and people, and and then you have family, you have grandma, you you, you promise your grandma that it would be done. You know, and you hope that she's here when 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 it, when it's done. You know, and 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 mine mine are, and, and they got to see you know my talkings, but and and that's a blessing, and and, and I'm I'm happy for that. Um, the power went out, the electricity went out right after my talk today, and I was worried about it, and um and you know it, it went back on, so you know. Come on, you got that Beyonce Super Bowl effect. I'm serious. <laughs> like an hour after the talk. And there's no, but what do you do if, if the power goes out? What if, I mean, now we, you know, these are things we can do, but, 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 but if, if you, if the power goes out in the, in the middle of a live Zoom talk, what, what, what do you do? And it was, it, it, it went out, it was one of those times where it went out for like 15 minutes, right? Um, so, um, mm. and it could have been another yeah. time, you know, yeah. and, 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 that, and that's, and that's the thing about timing. And that's what I wanted to say about my friend um, is, is that I, I, I would have been with him. I would have been riding with him that day. There's mm. no doubt. I because I know they were going to get up, they were going to get gear for a show that we were about to go do, like it, it, it. So so it's it's painful, but you but you think about these moments and 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 that's one of the reasons why you know my friends are I still engage with my friends. We we we're gonna put a mix out. We we're, we're gonna do this thing, 
you know, put put mixtapes and stuff like that. But the music that I'm doing, it has to be representative of something that I want my three year old daughter to see her dad do. And and that could be political. It can, we could let, let's direct our anger. Who with the question about the 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 stuff? Direct your anger to the state. Direct your anger to 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 the police. Fairly police, not all police, but but the police that are that are doing the things the harm. Name them if you want to right. do that. That's what right. Mac Dre. I want to say that about Mac Dre. People, people, people hate on Mac Dre. Some people outside of the Bay, they hate him. They say he's doing EDM. He's doing different music. First of all, the music is raw, and and second of all, he did music during the um, album era too, that that compared to other people's music. But the other thing is that Mac Dre was one of the first rappers to name a cop by name on record because mm. the cop was messing with him, was surveilling him, and was following him around, and not not making it like not making it like kind of. Um, not making it um, unknown, yeah, so, right? He'd be bumping mm-hmm. into people like, yeah, I'm here to see Mr. Dre, like that type of bumping in, right? So, um, yeah, I think we got to direct it to the right, to the right things. I don't know what to do about the C-19. You Bebo. can't direct it towards that. But, you know, <laughs> you know we, we can find ways where we can enrich our communities and be sure that, talk about health. Talk about health. And the Panthers, one of the first organizations to talk about public health and food and breakfast programs as a real thing that Black people need. Mm-hmm. No, this is true. Well, forties and you do forties and blunts, right? That that kills you. Yeah. By Whole Foods, you you know you get the vegetables, right? And, and and trust me, like you're talking to somebody who you know. I wish I ate more vegetables, but but at the same time, you see, and Cube was in this too. Healthcare, mm-hmm. healthcare for the mm-hmm. black community, and and C19, we're seeing the effects of of that. And just to bring it full circle, I'm sorry. United. No, you're perfectly fine. I think I done wrote down about 20 different things that I need to check out. The one that jumped out to me, the Tupac truce, like I, I need to research all of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on behalf of us, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time out to speak to us, pour some knowledge into us, give us some things to think about. Um, and then also we will um, let everyone who was listening to this know, you know, y'all go out and buy this book. Um, there's a twenty percent discount. There's a twenty percent discount code, too. and I know, I know, I got some brothers out there. Some, 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 they, they Let's go. Out. We need the family discount. What's what? the discount code? It's not a cheap book, and don't be out there saying that Dr. Pope Levar sets the price. I don't set the <laughs> price on this thing, and I don't see that much of it. You know, so. we gonna make sure to get make sure everybody has the discount code. Of course, of course. <laughs> But again, thank you so much for joining us and we will catch you all on our next episode.